Well, it's been a fun month and a half. Um, James okay. Corden came back as well from a month off. Now, I know this is a sports show, but let me just say, James Corden came back, and what he said when he came back after a six-week vacation makes sense. When you're off for a week, you're refreshed, you're ready to go. When you come back after six, it's like, damn, why do we got to do this again? <laughs> but hey, yeah, right? it, it doesn't matter. We're excited to be back. Um, clearly, you could tell where I've been in the last six weeks. Um, we both right. went to Toronto, if you saw the uh, TSC Twitter page. And then, of course, um, went to the NASCAR race at the Glen. Um, I did recap that on Out of Turn 4 last week, so be sure to go over there and watch it on YouTube and Facebook Watch. Um, but we're back. It's a new season. We're getting ready for the football season, but we've also got some other things to take care of. And, of course, um, we'll, yes, be talking, yes we do. we'll be talking college football a little bit. Of course, the college mm-hmm. season kicks off next weekend. Um, we'll also have some NBA news, um, obviously the NFL news, and a guy chasing Wrong, yeah. 700 home runs. I think you already know who I'm talking about, but but I'll talk about that in a second. Let's begin with the Tinkle Rundown, though. Um, shoot, I don't even remember where we left off. That's what's the perks of being off, or that's the downside of being off the last two months. So do you want me to start, or? Uh, yeah, you can start off. All right. Well, then I guess I'm starting it off. And we started off in Seattle, of course, if you recall. Russell Wilson was traded this offseason to the Denver Broncos for Noah Fant and Drew Locke. Drew Locke, yeah. Drew Locke was expected to compete for the starting position, which he did, and he lost to Geno Smith, the former Jets, I believe, second-round pick. Um, And Geno Smith, also the former Russell Wilson backup, will be the Week 1 starter against Russell Wilson and his new team. So um, I, 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 I don't think our expectations could get much lower about Seattle than they already are. But The funny thing is, I saw about this, it's like, oh, well, I think Chino Smith is going to start because Pete Carroll loves consi- conservative quarterbacks. Well, apparently that guy should get an award because he called that one right out the gate. Um Drew Locke, I think, is the better downfield passer than Geno Smith. Mm. Geno Smith has been nothing but like a bust so far in his NFL career. Um, he's trying to find himself. He was all right with the Jets. Kind of was all right with Seattle. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he's got some talented receivers. He has DK Metcalf, um, Tyler Lockett. He's got some guys that he can build around but Geno Smith to my knowledge is not going to be the quarterback that's going to make them go to the playoffs be mm-hmm. you know a threat well, in the NFC no I'm, no I'm, nowhere near that I'm going to be fair I think I think expecting Seattle to make the playoffs and again we're going to have a special coming up soon I'll tell you at the end of the episode when we've got our special um mm-hmm. for football but I think you know, playoffs aren't in the realm of expectations for right. Seattle. But I think, you know, does it help them improve? No. Does it make them worse? Uh, define worse. Okay, that's what I would say. Define worse. Because there's really no worse situation than what you've got right now. Yeah, um, true, Drew, Drew Locke is, let's be fair... Drew Locke, Geno Smith, their career backups. Um, that's And to me, they're no both at about the same level. So the only difference is their style of play. I, To be honest, you're not robbing Peter to pay Paul here. Is, you know, you're, not, you're not changing anything by starting one over the other. I mean... Right. So... The only thing I can think of about like a situation where Geno Smith just starts over Drew Locke and plays up against Russell is just student versus mentor. Like, can Geno Smith outplay his mentor? Like, I, I don't know. I just... His mentee, you mean? I think, yeah. I just think that so, you know, P. 
Pete Carroll wants somebody that can just stay in the pocket and throw. And I think he can get that a lot out of Geno Smith. Hmm. Even though, don't get me wrong, Russell Wilson definitely got out of the pocket and, and ran as well, but he prominently was a pocket passer. Drew Luck, I don't think is that kind of guy that can just sit in a pocket all the time and throw the ball. That's probably why Pete Carroll decided, oh, well, let me go with Geno. But I, I think he just uh, made experience. He made the wrong decision and should have went with Drew Locke. I think he's the better quarterback than Geno Smith is. But I feel like this is a job that's going to change week to week. It's not going to be a linear you know, path forward with Geno. I feel like this is going to take throughout the season. I think we're going to see this change a lot more than you think. But again, it's going to feel like an Alex Smith in a Colin Kaepernick type of situation. No, I, feel. I feel like that one was a different one on so many levels because both were just uber talented. And mm-hmm. that year, both were just lights out that whole year. This right. is where it's like, to me, it compares to a Rex Grossman um, in a Beck situation. Um, you know, it compares to what we're going to see in Pittsburgh, which you'll talk about in a little bit, I'm sure. Right. Um, but let's move forward here. Um, <laughs> and we got a chase to 700, and it is Albert yeah. Pujols. He has just hit his 693rd home run in the MLB. Um, of course, we've got a little over a month left in the season. Can he hit the 700 mark? Again, he only needs seven home runs to hit the 700 mark. And, of course, keep in mind, this is Albert Pujols' last season in the MLB. I mean, it's possible. I'm not saying it's not. I mean, I understand he's up there in age, so anything is possible. I I think he will. Um, it would be a darn shame if he gets like 699 by the end of the season and just misses out for 700. But um, I think it's possible. I, I I think it's really possible to be honest. And you know, in a in a decade, in an era in baseball where steroids have really inflated records, to have someone that, to our knowledge, we don't know for sure to our knowledge, that has been clean his entire career. You know, I I think this would be as, astonishing. Um, but right. what I will say is, you know, I feel like the, if he gets to 700, it puts him in a league where now he is arguably the greatest hitter there's no doubt he's going to be the greatest hitter in this era of baseball. Um, He's going to go down as the greatest. Um, But I feel like on the all-time scale, it puts him up there. I feel like it puts him in that discussion if he hits 700. I definitely. um, But we won't. We won't spend too much time on this, but I, I just wanted to throw that out there that I feel like now if he hits... Now, I think right now he's going to go down as one of the greatest hitters in the history of the game, but hitting 700 would make him in the discussion for sure for the greatest in the game. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, the last one, you guys know, sometimes I just like to use public service announcements, and this is one right here. There is nothing about the NFL preseason that matters other than who makes up the 53-man roster, okay? So okay. stop running your mouths about, oh, we're 3-0 and in the preseason. Oh, no, we're 0-3. We're in trouble. Okay, enough, okay? Nothing about the preseason matters, okay? You're playing against second-team offenses where, and second-team defenses where the guys are trying to make the roster. You are not going to see that on a week-to-week basis where an entire first-team defense is out and you're playing a second-team defense or right. vice versa with the offense. So enough with it, okay? You know, um, 
Last night, one of our friends kept texting us, Oh, look, the Chargers are losing to my Saints. Well, guess what? I don't care. Okay, I will look in the camera and I will tell you right now, I don't care about the preseason. Okay? The only thing I care about is who's going to be on the 53-man roster by the end of this week. Okay? The only thing I care about is what we're going to be discussing September 11th when the season kicks yeah, off. Exactly. Okay. Well, September 9th. But... Well, September 9th. Oh, actually, well, no, September not, 8th. Not the last, September 8th. Yeah. But that's the only thing I care about, and that's the only thing you all should care about. Because guess what? No trophies are awarded in the preseason. There's no playoffs for the preseason efforts, okay? So let's just drop it like it ma let's drop it like it doesn't matter. Because you know what? Exactly. And I'm also gonna elaborate a little more on this on out of turn four. Just a little bit of a preview for that, because there is something that ties in to racing with the preseason. So you might I know, I'm making you think. I'll tell you during the break. But all of you should stay tuned out of turn four this week because I do have something that ties into that final takeaway um, for me. All right, so I did so, want to talk about to like this public service announcement too um, oh, yeah. before I do get to my takeaways. You know, Buffalo lost 21 nothing. Baker Mayfield looked good against a second-team defense just about... Hmm. Had like 13 for 22, 134 yards, and two touchdowns. Mm. Good for him. Yeah. Now, guess what? If you were doing that against the Bills defense, then I would applaud you because you could actually do something against a starting defense. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a whole lot of starters for the Bills on defense and offense. So, you mm -hmm. doing that well going 21 and nothing against the Bills, hoorah. Because let me tell you something, you ain't doing that against Josh Allen, led. Um, you know, offense. You're not going. You're not doing that against a Von Miller, Tremaine Edmonds, Matt. You know, Milano led defense. I hate to say it. So they go 21 and nothing against Panthers. Yes. Yeah, it hurts a little bit because you see that none of our backups played that well in that game. So that gets a little dis. But you know, you're discerning. playing against a first team offense, which. Exactly. I, I, I don't want to give away too much, but I feel like, you know, certainly I think the Panthers aren't in that grave of shape as people think they are. Um, but no. Again, we'll save the rest for when we do our special. Exactly. Um, so that's all I had to say. It's like, you know, congratulations, Baker. You start, you know, you won the job, but can you bring it to the regular season? But other than that, um, I'm going to get to my you. takeaways. So, <sighs> Buffalo has a very odd situation at their hands right now. A very, very odd one that I didn't think, you know, for a team that Not is one trying that you'd to expect with a punter on them heading into the season, this is a very big distraction. Not like super big, because like they can easily just like throw them away from the team. And then get somebody else in where it's not so much of a distraction because he won't be held with the team anymore. Um, of course, everybody knows about the situations. If you're a Bills fan, I'm not going to go into those discussions. Um, the one thing that becomes a little upsetting is that he actually went out and physically admitted to it. So you're going to garnish your whole entire NFL career because you did something stupid, which I hate to say it. For someone that's the punt god and hit a 82-yard punt in a preseason, mm -hmm. you just made yourself went from hero to zero and like that. Yeah. So yeah. Matt Ariza, you know, for as much as you have one hell of a leg, you are maybe one of the stupidest people that has ever gotten drafted by the Bills in history. Um, that's one, big words. You, makes you think. That why the hell did Buffalo get rid of Matt Hawk in the first place? The man, you didn't even give him a chance. He did okay last season. I get it; he wasn't the best punter. But when you're uh, when you have one of the best offenses and he's hardly on the field, what do you ha what the hell do you expect? Yeah, he's not gonna well, go out there and be like the best guy on the roster when he's hardly on the fucking field. Excuse my language, but um, mm -hmm. I hate to say it. Let me just say, um, 
not that the punter position matters in in right. the grand scheme of things a great deal. Um, it really doesn't matter. But obviously, to an extent, because in, depends on playoff positioning. Yeah, but what I will say is, in the grand, you know, um, obviously, you have your opinions on it, and I'm pretty sure you and I have the same opinions on this matter. But because it's a court case and it's a very sensitive topic, it's not something we want to discuss here in terms of why this happened, when it happened, you know. Um, we obviously don't want to get into the great detail of it, but of right. course, Matt Ariza, um, this week it came out that he is, um, he gangbanged a 17 year old, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, that's right. the news. Again, we have our opinions on why the story came out when it did, um, you know, should, right. should it have come out when it did sort of thing. Um, we're not going to discuss that on here because of the nature of the right. sensitive topic, but what I will say is, you know, the admitting to at least having sex with a minor, um, that's the bare minimum of what he admitted to. And of course, it's in the Democrat and Chronicle. Um, it is not, you know, if you're wondering, the Democrat and Chronicle, local Rochester paper, um, but it's... It's damning. Let's just put it that way. But again, it all depends on the statute of limitation. You know, not the statute, but um, the age of consent in California. I don't know that one. Um, if, you know, we just got to watch it play out in court. But at the end of the day, the Bills are no nonsense. They're a Super Bowl contender. Um, we don't need a special to tell you that one, um, that they are a Super Bowl contender. I think he's gone by the end of the week. No, he um, definitely is. Um, it does suck that Mac Hawk did get picked up by the Colts. So right now, it could be literally anybody that they can go after in free agency. I don't know who's available. I'm, I'm not an NFL, you know, owner or GM. So I don't, I can't look at free agency as like, oh, this seems like the best one. Let's go after them. Mm -hmm. So I don't know who's exactly like the best pick in free agency. But I hate to say it, Buffalo is probably going to have to pick up somebody. If not like a undrafted guy or mm -hmm. like a, like somebody that's in free agency that ends up playing the season, it, it it hurts a little bit because you could have very well still had them compete, and then yeah. with all this, you could have been like, okay, you know what, Matt Hawks our guy. Now you get rid of him. You made the decision way too early to keep him. Jeez, so you know to get rid of him. So it, it just it's a tough situation. So I have no idea who is going to be as, the guy. Apparently, as of apparently, right now, Ty Long's available. Um, Dustin Colquitt, just two big names to mention. They are the ones available. Um, there's Colquitt also younger. Be a great guy to have because he's forty years he's old. Had too. Forty years old. Oof. Yeah, but for one year, for one year, it's not a bad option. Yeah, because what you could do is you know sign him for a year and then possibly get somebody next year afterwards I, I don't know I mean he's but you know honestly 40 years old like you're a punter you're hardly on the field I don't see there being any risk for injury so mm -hmm. that's all right I was noticed before I go to my second one Buffalo played that last preseason game with no punter they actually had to use, and find this funny as you want, they actually were warming up Matt Barkley to take punts. Tyler Bass, I think, was actually the guy that ended up doing double duty. I think he was actually punting and also kicking. Where they had either, they had, you want to hear this. So the people that they had warming up, they had Matt Barkley, Tyler Bass, Micah Hyde, trying to, like, warm up, hold um, kicks for them because typically the punter is the one that has um, you know the one that holds the kicks for them as far as punting duties I, I want to say it was Tyler Bass that was doing both mm -hmm. that game but yep. it doesn't look very promising but moving on um, Steelers have a very interesting quarterback um, battle I, I want to say 
I think they've already chosen who's their starter, and I want to say it's Trubisky. But seeing the way that Pickett has been performing, even though it's just preseason, but the way that he's picking up the game very quickly, do you think he's eventually going to be a... I mean... Looking at it, by the way, your phone, I don't know why your phone keeps dinging, but I, I'm not going to get into that. Um, so, obviously, Mason Rudolph has the best stats right now. He's completed 72%. He's passed more than Kenny Pickett has. He's got two mm-hmm. touchdowns. Um, you know, you know, Trubisky Rudolph, would be the right one to have because he has starting but, experience. But Rudolph does too, and Rudolph has experience in the offense. Um, so true. It's I, I get fans aren't sold on Mason Rudolph. Um, Trubisky deserves a second shot, but he's going to be on a mm. short leash if he does have it. Um, you know, you got to look at it that way. He's going to be on the shortest leash because if something happens, you know, like turning over the ball. Um, you know, going three and out in consecutive series, you're going to hear the grumblings of, you know, we want Pickett, we want Pickett. Right. And it's just going to force Tomlin's hand. I will say that, well, they were saying the same thing with um, Ben Roethlisberger last year because he didn't have that great of a, you know, a season. But um, the thing is here is like, I say Trubisky starts, but mm. you definitely know he's not going to be the long-term option. Yeah. Hence, why they drafted no. Pickett in the first place. To me, I say he starts this year. He plays the whole entire season. And I think come next season, I think that's when Pickett will actually be the starter. Mm. I think Trubisky is just going to be a short-term, one-year option just to get Kenny Pickett. Sometimes sit at the bench, learn the game for Trubisky, because I think Trubisky would be the right one to teach him, you know, the rights and the wrongs about being an NFL quarterback. Mostly Plus, the Trubisky wrongs. also was out last year behind Josh Allen. So I think Trubisky might end up having himself a better year because he learned under hmm. Josh Allen. Look what kind of season Josh Allen had last well, season. And, and, the, so, and the other thing about Trubisky. He's going to have an actual coach. when he's a, If he's a starter, he's going to have, for the first time in his career, an actual coach with a decent IQ, a well-respected head coach in the game. Um, right. So, and, and again, I say this as a starter. Obviously, last year he had a damn good head coach in uh, Sean McDermott, but he didn't start, and that's why I don't count that. Um that's why I don't count what happened last year. I feel like Trubisky could actually prove something here. Right. He won't be the long-term yeah. option, like you said. It's no, going no, to be no. Kenny Pickett long-term. Yeah, um, of course. But Trubisky could prove something for a team like Seattle that's looking at a quarterback. Um, we know the Giants are... We This is kind of a, a prove-it-or-don't year for Danny Dimes. Um, well... And then, of course, Houston as well. well. Of course, talk about that a little bit more tomorrow, and it's or not tomorrow, tomorrow but like later in the future. In the future, yeah, but in the future, like I will say, like you know, for a situation like well, that, well, like you, oh, sorry, I was gonna say we'll talk about it obviously because by then yeah, we'll know hard. more about who the starter is and. But as yeah. far as dealers go, I. I I definitely think it's going to be Trubisky. Pickett, I think, could be somebody that comes in towards the later of the year and ends up being a starter. But I think Trubisky is going to be definitely your week one starter heading into the season. Yeah. Um, heading into my last and final takeaway, um, Thunder had a very promising rookie that they drafted this year. They always seem to get after. You no, know, when they have one of the top picks, they always seem to get after the get a stud. You know, drafting Kevin Durant, drafting Russell Westbrook. You know, I hate to say it, what Russell Westbrook in his actual prime, of course, before he went team to team to team to team, stuff like that. He was good for the Thunder. You know, same thing with James Harden. He was good for the Thunder too. Chet Holmgren looks like he was going to be somebody that was going to be a star. 
you know, somebody that can come in and be an impact player right away for the Thunder. He he's a tall guy, seven foot. Uh, can hit threes, can dunk, can shot block. You know, play defense, have defense lead into offense type of player. But fortunately for the Thunder, this is a big blow. He's going to be out for the whole entire year with a joint injury in his foot. Um, misplacement of joints in his foot, which is what it's called. Should be, he'll possibly be in a and then it takes about a whole year for until he can come back into activities or like running or playing sports and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I will say I think they're in trouble. It sucks that the Thunder don't have a, like a backup option, but the Thunder are gonna probably be in the same situation where they're going to have the top pick heading into the next season again. Yeah, so you hate to see it, obviously. Um, you I, really do. You know, I know I don't watch NBA, and I'm notorious for saying that for those who might be new to the program, mm-hmm. um, but I did watch a little bit of Chet Holmgren in college, and he, he definitely had the makings of being a good star. I don't feel like it changes much in the way of the Thunder because one player doesn't change, you know. That's true. They still have Shea Gilgis-Alexander. They know, still have some decent um, players, too. Uh, one one bad apple doesn't spoil, doesn't necessarily spoil the whole bunch. And I'm not saying that Chet's a bad apple, but what I'm saying mm-hmm. is, what I'm trying to say is one player doesn't necessarily change the entire outcome of a team. And it shows because, you know, for years we thought LeBron was that guy. And LeBron is, without a doubt, one of the best players in the game. But he doesn't have the power to change a team from first overall (laughs) pick to NBA champion in one season. At least not on his own. He he doesn't have that power. Um, Chet, you know, this is, you know, you worry about his long term health with an injury like this that's where i feel like the concern is going to be is the long term um yeah because you don't want like a Zion williamson type situation with chet holmgren yeah i mean the thunder weren't going to have it all this year that's where i was going to go with it two three years down the line if they can build around if they can build around him that is where you know, they will make the most headway in the West. Right. Um, but certainly, that is not a good sign that he is out. On the bright side, though, they they might just do bad enough to help build around him. So, in a way, yeah, it's, a, it's a blessing in disguise. And I, I know Thunder <laughs> fans don't want to hear that, but it's the truth. It's a blessing in disguise. Yeah, Obviously, I don't wish. Then you get another top pick. And then you can get another, like, top player to, like, start, you know, building yeah. the team up. Kind of like a Celtics and, type of situation yeah. where they're, like, they built, built from the draft and then look where they are now. The Thunder, I will mm-hmm. say Chet Holmgren injury is going to hurt um, the Thunder a lot because Shea mm-hmm. Gilders and Alexander is somebody that can score 30 points a game. He's that kind of player that, you know... Used to be a you know former Clipper. Now he goes to the Thunder and is the star mm-hmm. there. Can I say that Shea Gilgis Alexander can help Thunder win games? Yes, I mean he has done it before. But I think a player like Chet would have been beneficial for them on defense because he can be somebody that can stand in the paint, shot block, mm-hmm. get rebounds, yeah. create fast break opportunities for the team, and also hit threes probably clutch threes down the line. So I think it's going to hurt the Thunder for the whole entire season because you don't have a guy like that. But again, it goes back to the whole blessing in disguise thing because now you take away a big part of that game and in a way you're going to be gaining more from it at the end of the year when the offseason happens, when the draft happens because you know for a fact when we come back to June next year, we're probably going mm-hmm. to be talking about a Duke player, a Gonzaga player, a Kentucky probably. player that's just going to be the next big star in the game. And we might might just be talking about, man, are the Thunder going to win the lottery to be the first overall pick? 
<laughs> right. So those are things we'll be discussing, you know, I think well into the future. Man, we're covering a lot of the future today. Um, but, oh, yeah. um, you know, so that's where I think, and again, not that I wished for his injury, but that in a way is a blessing in disguise. And I think, you know, if you're going to take the positive from it, which is what I'm, you know, which is more what I'm trying to do with this, I'm trying to spin it into a positive for the team. So that's where I think we're going with that. And I think, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Right, exactly. True. So I think it's the time to take a nice quick right. break. Yeah. We had a long enough break, but I think it's time for one small break to catch our breaths here. <laughs> um, we've got more um, coming up in the second half of the show, some NFL news. Of course, we will be discussing our college football picks. Um, take them lightly because neither of us watch college football, but we still right. feel it's important to discuss. Um, we've also got an update in the Kobe Bryant case, so... You will want to stay tuned for that as well as tinkle on this. And then, of course, we'll get to tell you when our special will be. So stay tuned. All of that is coming up in the second half of the show in just a moment. All right. Welcome back. Um, some interesting NFL news. We have a new Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald, and the Rams brawled with the Bengals in a joint practice session. Of course, Donald took a swing with one of the Bengals players' helmets at multiple Bengals players. Um, and the big question, of course, the latest is the Rams will handle any punishments internally. But should Aaron Donald face a suspension for the fight? Because he's the one who got caught swinging the helmet. Uh, yeah, I would think so. Probably like a couple games suspension mm -hmm. or like a one-game suspension. <laughs> Can you even get... Can he get suspended for the Bills-Rams game? Because that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, so... I'm trying to look up now. Um, yeah, they're saying the suspension is unlikely. Of course, Miles Garrett got suspended indefinitely for that. Um, for, of course, ripping off Mason Rudolph's helmet and then swinging at him with it. Um, that was back in 2020, and, you know, I think what's fair is fair. Of course, Donald will probably get it a little bit more lenient because it wasn't in a game. It was in a practice, but he should at least get a two-game suspension for that. I think he should at least get fined and then probably get suspended a couple of games because it was still an enjoying practice, even though it was, you know, heading into a preseason game. But... Only uh, is it safe to say that there's still there's still some tensions between the Super Bowl uh, teams? Uh, yeah, definitely. I was about to say some sour grapes on the Bengals side, I'm sure, and um, some cockiness on the Rams side, and I'm sure that's what led to the fight. Um, again, I don't know mm -hmm. the full details, but you know, based on what happened to Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald should have at least faced a two-game suspension. For this at the minimum right. for it being a practice session um you can't have that um yeah moving forward ncaa of course college mm -hmm. football the season starts this thursday um but of course we are here to make our early picks for the championship so let's start it off um with the college football playoff um what are the four teams you think will be representing um, probably Alabama, Georgia, Clemson. Oh gosh, um, I have no idea who was even like within that discussion last year. Um, I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna say like Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, and like Notre Dame or something like that. I'm gonna say it's gonna be the four. So, I'm not going to lie, Alabama, Ohio State, or Alabama and Georgia are a lock, I think. They will be yeah. representing for sure. Um, I think it's going to be a battle between Ohio State and Clemson for the third spot. Um, you know, 
I think Notre Dame is so easy to pick, but I wouldn't doubt Michigan getting in, to be honest. I wouldn't put it past them. Of course, Michigan losing uh, Hutchinson is a big loss, but, um, you know, they did beat Ohio State last year. I think they're starting to turn the tide here and become a threat. So I wouldn't put it past them that Michigan somehow, some way squeaks in. Um, so, again, if not, it'll be Ohio State and Clemson, I think, for sure. I'm not buying Notre Dame, to be honest, and Notre Dame's going to have a new head coach this year. So I'm really just not buying them. And honestly, um, you know, you know the old joke, um, Ohio. what do Notre Dame and Cereal have in common? Only one belongs in a bowl. So, um, goes back to that old joke. Um, but as far as the championship, though, who do you think has the best shot at the college football championship? You know, it would be very interesting to see Georgia and Alabama going up against each other. I'm pretty sure it was, like, Georgia and in Ohio State last year. Um, so, it would be interesting to see Nick Saban squad going against Georgia's squad. So, that's my prediction, at least. Yeah, so, last year it was Georgia and Alabama, and Georgia won. I think we'll see oh, a rematch. Georgia and Alabama? Okay. I, I didn't know if it was or not. I didn't know yeah. if it was Georgia and Ohio State. So, yeah. But I think we'll see a rematch. I think we'll see, of course. I think so too. I think Georgia. I think Alabama will be back. I don't know about Georgia. I wouldn't be shocked to see Clemson get in. But I think Alabama, though, yeah. this is their year, hundred percent. Because they Clemson seem to always bounce back. Yeah. Right. So that's why I think it'll be Alabama because they seem to always bounce back after losing the title. So. Um, that's why I think this year we'll be saying roll tide in January. Yeah, I think they're, they're going to win it. Um, yeah, so that's our picks for that. Um, moving forward to some NBA news. Um, Vanessa mm -hmm. Bryant, of course, as you know, um, involved in a court case over crash scene photos where Kobe and Gianna Bryant died as well as countless others on the plane. Um, while Vanessa Bryant was awarded $16 million in an over $30 million settlement amongst the families um, for those crash scene photos. Um, good to see, and of course she was awarded it a day after Kobe Bryant's 44th birthday, or what would have been his 44th birthday. And of course on 824, which many of you know, is Kobe Bryant days mm -hmm. based on the jerseys that he wears or he wore right. during his career. Um, I think that's good, honestly. There was no rights to release those photos, and, you know, one of the reasons, um, not to get political, but one of the reasons you can obviously hate the media for all and the paparazzi for always just trying to get more on the story. Right, exactly. They're trying to get paid... And now all they care yeah. about is the top dollar. So, I mean, at least in that sense, I'm grateful that she did get awarded the money. And there was no sense of like releasing those photos when they're supposed to be private to, you know, Vanessa and everybody else that, you know, mm -hmm. had family members involved in that it crash itself. So, the investigators is what it should have been amongst. Yeah, exactly. Uh, not. Not for Vanessa, because Vanessa doesn't care about that. Vanessa doesn't need to see that. Um, that just adds to the trauma from this incident. I mean, for God's sake, right. she lost a husband and she lost a daughter. Anyone who, anyone who's lost kids, we're not fortunate enough to have kids yet. Um, but for the two of us, I mean, that's the case, but obviously the pain of losing a child for anyone in the family is always difficult, um, mm -hmm. more so than losing a parent, and, you know, losing a spouse is just as difficult. Vanessa didn't need the money, okay? Vanessa doesn't need the money. She's got enough money, I'm sure, based on Kobe Bryant's estate, um, but it's more the principle of those photos should have never been released, um... 
They should have never made it out to the public, and I'm glad to see that those who did do that are going to be paying up. Um, so, anyway, let's end on a positive as I got a coin stuck to my arm. <laughs> um, let's move forward. The lucky penny, by the way. Um, anyway, let's move forward. The tinkle on this for the week, and of course... Um, the Saints, of course, did some renovations to the Caesars Superdome. Um, they included a new escalator that will lead fans to their seats. Um, well, the numbers are not exactly, I'm sure, correct on how <laughs> fast you'll get to your seats. It was very noteworthy. The Saints are boosting that you will get there 28.3 times faster than before according to the team, and they said might not be the exact number, but something about 28 to 3 just makes sense. Gee, where did <laughs> that come from? Um, Yeah, the Super Bowl, that's right, where Tom Brady came back from 28 to 3 down. Um, need I say more? Tinkle on this, Atlanta Falcons. You're still never going to live that one down. No, no. I don't think... Kyle Shanahan definitely isn't going to either. I'm sure he eventually does want to win one with the 49ers so he can stop hearing about those, you know, talks of 28 to 3 and stuff like that. So, again, we'll and I'm pretty sure soon. Matt Ryan wants to eventually get away from that too, but um, tell me a better combination than Matt Ryan and blowing leads. I don't think I can find one because. Exactly. But other than that, yes, tingle on this. Falcons, when you're up 28-3, to or any team that's up 28-3, to don't get cocky and take it off the gas pedal. You want to actually keep it on, keep on scoring and putting up the points as much as possible. Don't let up and be like, well, we're up by 25. I don't think they're going to come back type of thing. Because in football and or any sport in that matter, anything is possible, especially against Tom Brady. But yeah, absolutely. And of course, um, you know, I'll get we'll give our thoughts on the Super Bowl odds very soon um, on a special. Um, but mm. before we do that, we do have a little bit of business to take care of before we announce when our NFL season preview show will be. Um, of course, we start off with fantasy football. Um, oh, we're yeah. recording on Saturday morning. And as of Saturday morning, we still have eight teams, which is likely what we're going to roll with. Um, so our fantasy football draft will be tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern, on YouTube and Facebook Watch. Or we'll be mm. streaming it, but of course it'll be on ESPN Fantasy Football. Um, right. You know, but we will be live streaming starting at 6:45. I don't know if Marty will be joining us, but the two of us will definitely be here for that. I mean, um, we may actually start at 6:30. It would have to be with um with me in the picture as well. Yeah, well that's fine. Um but we will be here around 6:30, 6:45 p.m. Eastern tonight on YouTube and Facebook Watch. So be sure to tune in a little bit later on as we will have the fantasy football draft. Some changes, though, I do want to cover because we have a lot of time left. Um, right. So because we're going down to eight teams, I've added a new wide receiver position, and I've added a second flex, um, of course, mm. to, and then a couple extra bench spots. So that is the new way to go forward. Um, I've removed the... Um, cap on how many players at a certain position you can draft so now you can just draft as many as your little heart desires so just a few changes nothing really to the scoring that we've changed we I, I might change it between now and Sunday you know like the head coaching stuff and all that so you mm -hmm. will want to stay tuned for that one um but I think the third wide receiver position will make things very interesting I was debating a second tight end but you know there's really only like 8 or 10 that are decent enough to be worth drafting, so I figured that's why I'd do the second flex position instead. Right. So, um, but those are 
Just a few of the changes we'll cover more later tonight with any updated changes between when we're recording and when we go live. So stay tuned. Um, 7 p.m. Eastern tonight will be the start of the draft. We don't know the draft order just yet. I'll unveil it tomorrow, or we will unveil it tomorrow. Um, and again, we look forward to being back. Um, so this will be fun. It is our only scheduled live draft here on Tinkle Sports and Entertainment. Yep. We are not going to be doing another one on here. So if you have any fantasy questions, you might want to tune in tonight. Um, yeah, definitely. So, and with and that. to note, don't reach for players if, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you're in fantasy, don't don't be reaching for players. I know, you know, they might be too good to not mm-hmm. pick up, but don't be reaching for any if, players. If you, do, go for that's, if you do and we do the same type of lobby, you better be ready to explain why you reached for them. Okay, that's right, all exactly. I'm going to say. You better be prepared to explain it because you will be explaining it on the live draft feed. Um, so <laughs> um, that's all I'm going to say. Um, but anyway, moving forward, of course, I've been teasing, we've been teasing all episode about an NFL season preview show. Well, now we can tell you when that will be. Tinkle Sports and Entertainment's NFL season preview show, it will be September 7th, and that is a Wednesday, 10 days from now, or 9 or 10 days from now. It'll be on all of the platforms that we are currently on, but we are going to be adding Facebook to the picture as well. So Facebook Watch will also be home to our NFL special. Um, Of course, it'll be Wednesday, September 7th again. 8 p.m. Eastern is when we will be on, so that way we give give a little bit of a break between when we go on, or when Jason and Marty go on for No Final Bell and when we go on for the NFL season preview show. We will be predicting records, um, not necessarily the exact records, but the division standings we will be predicting. Um, mm-hmm. We'll be predicting our MVP for the 2022 season, as well as the Super Bowl and Super Bowl odds for the 2022 season. And I right. throw in this little hint as well, some dark horses that we could expect to be competing this season so you will want to stay tuned we will go division by division we'll go team by team hopefully depending on the time and again Mm -hmm. um september 7th 8 p.m eastern it'll be on youtube um spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, same channel that your same platform you are currently listening on it will be on and then of course facebook watch on the Tinkle Sports and Entertainment Facebook. Um, and, of course, it's in the bottom corner of the screen, at Tinkle Sports, right below Jason. Um, so that is how you can find us on that. All right. It's that time of the show again. What is coming up on No Final Bell this Wednesday? All right, so we are heading into Chicago. So there's we are actually heading up towards All Out. Um so a lot of the matches that are going to be happening is going to be leading into the pay-per-view. So a lot of ones that are coming up is, you know, who could be who could be the, the teams that are facing off for the trios tag team titles? Um, what kind of people are we going to be seeing for the pay-per-view? Uh, of course, you want to turn, tune into No Final Bell to find that out because All Out is going to be great. Um, also, a note that Marty and I will be in Buffalo the Wednesday after All Out in KeyBank Center. So we are definitely looking forward to that. It's going to be our third AEW show. Um, Also, another note for this show. Marty and I are actually going to be in... um, Oh, Actually, I should also note Albany, New York. We will be for Bound for Glory. So we can always give you our input about going to see an Impact Wrestling show in October. And I should also note that in November, for this show, um, my family and I are going to go see a Celtics Mavs game. So we'll talk about that. We can I can talk about that experience. He's getting around. Going He's getting NBA. around. Yeah. So uh, definitely, definitely look forward to all hearing all about that. You know, background and experience. Um, so that's all I can say about. That. Yeah. He's <laughs> getting around. Up. 
Me, not so much. Yeah, who, who, uh, what's going up for out of turn four? All right, I'm going to tell you that I'm now traveling from my basement to the upstairs. No, I'm just kidding. That's the most <laughs> traveling I'm going to be doing in the next few weeks. Um, and to work, obviously. Um, but, well, yeah. um, of course, I hinted already at part of it. Um, back to my takeaway earlier, public service announcement, the NFL preseason doesn't matter. Um it's going to tie into out of turn four. You will have to watch to be able to find out how that um, ties in. Of course, we are also going to be discussing NASCAR Daytona. Jeremy Clements pulled off a major upset at Daytona in a wild three overtime finish or wild triple overtime finish in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. We will talk about that. The playoffs for the NASCAR Cup Series has been officially decided. So we will show you the 16 drivers. I will make my pick for the championship as well as the championship four that will take place in Phoenix in November. Um, so you will want to tune in for that. Um, and just a little side note, I know I didn't announce any live streams on Facebook, but I do hope you tuned in last week. Um, of course, last Friday, last Saturday, um, I was in Watkins Glen and I did do some live streams from the garage area showing you guys the haulers on Instagram. So um, if you want to know how that trip went, be sure to go over there. I used like out of turn four live on location as the um, names of the videos. Um, it wouldn't let me stream on YouTube. You got to have a thousand subscribers. So if you want to help toward that cause, come on over to our YouTube page. So we can live stream content for you. I'm just kidding. Do what you want. Um, but obviously we want you to subscribe. Um, and again, um, that's what's coming up on out of turn four though. This week, um, we will be on Tuesday at five. They will be on Wednesday at five. Um, YouTube and Facebook watch will be both locations for both shows. Um, mm -hmm. and of course, again, um, final reminder for this episode, our NFL season preview show next Wednesday, September 7th at 8 p.m. Eastern, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Facebook Watch. So we hope you will tune in. And then, of course, we want to thank you all for watching. We will see you tonight for the live draft. Um, it'll be 6.30, 6.45 p.m. Eastern, YouTube, and Facebook Watch. Um, and then next. That starts at what seven? Yeah, the actual draft starts at seven. So we'll hope to be on a little bit early so that we, we can get you guys set. Um, but until later on tonight, goodbye, everyone. <laughs>